God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Good morning and welcome to the morning episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Welcome, Apollo. I'm your host, Jake Frejo. Hello, Jake. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic and getting better and better each day. The world does not look so, but I am. Well, you know, the world is uh, in an unprecedented state of change right now and flux, but I do actually have a lot of hope. Uh, we had an FEC meeting here uh, in Michigan yesterday and uh, spoke a lot about education. There was uh, some very, very good uh, presentations and the response from a great number of the parents was uh, was overwhelmingly positive to that information and the willingness to be involved and actually uh, you know get in the fight to actually speak out and to uh, become what I'll happily call a lesser magistrate in their own community was really really positive and uh, in fact uh, Resulting from some of those conversations and uh, some thoughts I had last night, there's going to be some really uh, awesome initiatives that are going to come out on the education side that are going to slaughter some of these people. Uh, and we're going to flip all these school boards. Metaphorically. Go me meta metaphorically slaughter. Not promoting in the political In the political game. In the political game, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just before the, Daily Beast, before the Daily Beast goes and makes that sound bite. Um, I want to put that out there. So, where are you now? You're you're out east. I mean, you don't have to give specifics. Yeah, I'm but... in. Uh, I'm in Michigan. I'm in Michigan. The, oh, the, yeah, I mean, I was... you'll know because uh, there were uh, some reporters from a very liberal uh, paper, The Bridge. Uh, there was a nice nice woman named Isabel, and a few others who came uh, attempted to come into the event. They were refused entry. And uh, then they asked me a few questions and took my picture, and I have a feeling that it's going to be a spectacular article. I look forward to reading it. Hey, all publicity is good Oh, yeah. I was asking because you kind of look like you're in witness protection. So, I don't know. No, I think it's just my connection. I'm, for some reason, unable to make my myself look as pretty as I am. But. <laughs> well... Uh, let's jump into it. We got a bunch of different things to cover, but more or less uh, some recent updates because they seem to be coming at us like a, a fire hose. 
uh, as far as the structured collapse and intentional collapse that I would love to hear anyone's argument that could defend the, the, their point that this is just coincidental, that this is coincidental negligence and uh-oh, well, we'll just hope for better in, I don't know, two and a half more years. But I don't, I, I, I've yet to see any, I mean, even, even, you know, clerks at gas stations or uh, last night, the guy, let's go Brandon me, he's talking about, the, you know, Circle K's out of gas again. You know, we, they're, they're out of gas again. And he's saying, you know, his perception is, well, you know, we wouldn't have this problem if, if the pipeline hadn't been shut down. And, you know, you and I have a, a common contact in that some guy working in the oil industry in Colorado was saying that the state itself is nearly out of fuel. And, you know, when we're looking at stations out here that don't have it, uh, what they're doing is they're sending all the tanker trucks from all around the state of Colorado down to Denver, the, the uh, all the substations, the other the substations are empty. So they're going to the main one, main line in Denver, and these truckers are having to wait six to seven hours to fill their tanks and then drive it back to, you know, wherever they came from. You're taking a tanker back to Grand Junction, you're, you're talking about 12 hours to refill something that, you know, you'd get your morning delivery on. And so I think just even from the fuel angle, it's it's going to be a matter of just maybe days or, or weeks, just a couple of weeks before uh, the uh, unstable supply turns into just shortage. And it all compiles into what the plan is here and, and the ultimate goal that they have to have in place by the midterms. And that's what really terrifies me. Well, you know, before we jump into that, I just want to give one note because everything that you said is true. Uh, absolutely. And that we are at war. They are trying to, uh, you know, weaken our ability to organize to, you know, crush our resolve and make us focus on, you know, the most basic elements of our survival and keep us in fear. But, uh, and some of you might not like this, but uh, what is happening right now, uh, all the turmoil, the shortages, the 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 very clear agenda to deteriorate the American people's ability to sustain themselves, it is actually a good thing. And it is not a good thing in that they're doing it, but it's a good thing because it is, it is being seen, it is being understood, and more people than ever right now are waking up and are seeing exactly what their true agenda is. They are no longer looking at this entire situation and saying, yeah, these people are incompetent. Oh my goodness. People are starting to see that, yes, the gas prices, the uh, the shortages of food that are going on everywhere, the baby formula, and then on top of that, the rhetoric and the focus, instead of on preparing the American people and you know using the awesome power of the president and all of our federal agencies down through the states to actually help the American people and make life easier for them, uh, they are instead, again, focusing on, you know, race issues and all these ridiculous social ideas and robbing the American people of the little remnants of our constitutional rights that we still have. Um, so, yes, it's going to get it's going to get pretty interesting, but I actually am very grateful that all of these things are happening because the mass awakening is at a level which I've never seen before. And uh 
I think there are there are powerful forces at work here. Well, you can you can take a horse to water, you can't make make it drink, and that's you know what what the people that aren't awakened at this point are are going to be forced to do very shortly, if not already. And I'd, I'd make the comparison in some light that what they've done to the January sixth prisoners, you know, the few hundred that they have locked away, is exactly what they're doing now to us. Not in in terms of extremism on on behalf of the government, you know, throwing you into a box, but it's the same mindset uh, that any prisoner of war is subjected to, except the cages aren't around us. You know, these are guys that are prisoners of war, but they're applying the same model and the same method to all of us in that you starve the people, right? You've heard the J6 guys talk about not having food, uh, not having running water, not being given basic access to basic needs and, you know, uh, basic anything. And that they're living like uh, prisoners in in a brig on a, a, you know, 18th century pirate ship and being treated as such. And so we're, they're running us, ramping it up to put us through the same situation in that out of food, out of fuel, poverty, uh, joblessness. And that's the tactic here. That's the, you know, that's the card they have to play. Rather than say, hey, here's my platform. These are the policies I run on. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, we're just going to, we're going to break you at the knees and you're going to accept it because now you can't walk. And that, that again, to me is what is just mind-blowing at this point that there's a single person in this country that isn't, you know, up in arms. You know, the, 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 the people that are still holding to this and hoping and believing in it uh, haven't, you know, cut the cord yet. But with the way things are going in this country, I'm not sure if you saw, uh, but Biden just felt compelled in the past 24 hours to send more money to Ukraine. Send over a billion dollars to Ukraine for humanitarian aid, I think. Yeah, it was humanitarian aid. Why doesn't any of that get sent this way? I mean, record-breaking poverty, inflation, uh, food issues. They shut down the food plant, the baby food plant, again, in, in Michigan. It's in Michigan, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, they shut it, it down. Uh, they, they shut it down. Sturgis, I believe. Uh, yeah, the Abbott, yeah. the Abbott plant. They shut it down again. So A1, please, Mr. Producer. U.S. This is what this is. This is yesterday. U.S. sending a billion dollars more military aid to outgunned Ukraine. Let me take it down. Our country is collapsing. Our country is imploding, and our people are suffering. And what do we do? Send more billions. What happened to the other forty billion? Did we not just send them forty billion dollars? Then on top of that, after those $40 billion, we sent them a $100 million for something related to missiles. We've flushed out our military stockpile, fighting a proxy war with Russia. Our people can't eat. Our people can't get to work. Our people are losing their jobs. Our parents that have children, young children, can't even feed their kids. But let's just keep sending money. We have the full, you know, full power or of what the U.S. government is intended to be, and it's all being used to destroy us. A2, please. 
Formula production at Abbott's Michigan plant delayed after flooding from severe storms. Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably do the whole climate change push off of this and say why it's necessary to for babies to eat crickets now as well. You can take that down. But I mean the stuff that's coming out over the past 24 48 hours, you know, they're guys I I speak with that are professional traders. They've been doing this for years. Guys that are you know fund managers and they're their consensus is it's coming much quicker than anyone expected. And that's what really scares me is when, the, you know, when the, the, the guys at the top are going, you know, oh, hell, this is, this is absolutely astonishing. Uh, I, I really am convinced that it's going to broadside much of the American population in the next few weeks. Yeah, well, you know, this is just like another, sorry, I I was muted on accident. Um, As we keep going through this, this is just example after example of them turning the narrative away from what's actually the problem. They're, you know, we say on the show a lot, work the problem, work the problem. Are, in a way, they're not working the problem, and in in a way they are. They're not working the problems for the American people. They're working the problems that they see in order to implement the agenda that they want. And every step of the way, the needs of the American people, those who, uh, if you look at the principles and the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, those uh, those authorities, which are delegated authority by God, going from the household all the way up to the state and federal doctrine government level. Magistrate, Sorry. Those, My computer reload. No problem. They are, uh, no problem. Uh, they are violating the authorities which are granted to them and failing to fulfill that role. And every step of the way, the American taxpayer, the American people are footing the bill for programs, agendas, uh, you know, and aid packages, things like that, that do not serve them. We are being sent the bill for the destruction of our own country and the deterioration of our own supply lines and our own societies. And every step of the way, our most precious commodities, which are our children, our families—they're the ones. Uh, they're the ones hurting. They're the ones suffering the consequences. Yeah, I mean, when you said work, them—they're they're working the problem quite well. I mean, they're—they've mastered working the problem. They've—they've—they've they've, they've done it incredibly to the point where they've—they've readied the situation to just yank the rug out from all of us. And if we don't leave differences aside and, and put it all together. And, and unite and, and take a stand in working the problem that is on our plate, you know, the consequences are, are going to be exponentially worse if we don't all together start working the problem immediately. But as all of these realities are coming to play and all of these smoke signals of the decay of American society or American infrastructure are really starting to turn into go from smoke to fire will you be happy to know that kamala harris has taken on responsibility in trying to rectify and remedy problems that are at hand in this country so a3 they uh, they just announced all of this madness is happening all of the these situations that demand serious immediate responsible action from a governing force they come out with a presidential memorandum uh, establishing the white house task force 
to address online harassment and abuse. And it's not just like, you know, online chat rooms, you know, perpetuating anti-Semitism or racism. It's actually uh, gender equality. So people making, you know, comments about trans or anything. So they, they've devoted uh, funding and opened up a new investigative uh, task force to hunt down people that demean and degrade and harass people based on their gender identity, pronouns, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You can take that down, Mr. Producer. That's what's important. So I actually want to, I want to put this up um, and show this to the audience. Mr. Uh, Producer, I just sent you uh, an image. If you could please put that up. Uh, as I talk about it, you're talking about these same exact concepts, these uh, social issues which are used to divide and distract uh, the American people. And, you know, we were here and a big topic of conversation at this FEC meeting yesterday, and as has been uh, in these communities for the, the last two years, after the COVID shutdown, after destroying the, uh, you know, ability of our students uh, to educate themselves after locking them down, after masking them, uh, you know, disservicing them in every way, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. Uh, all of these school districts, and I'll, I'll speak to Gross Point because I, I used to go uh, to school here. I graduated from Gross Point South High School. Um, their education, their, their plan, and just make it bigger just so we can see the red, if you could. Um, they are focusing only on equity and inclusion and, uh, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of feelings. Their curriculum is completely given over to SEL and uh, CRT type uh, programs. Um, and yet a school district, which was the, one of the top of the, uh, top school districts in the state. Uh, and a school district, I might add, that spends on average like $4,000 above the state average uh, per student, their, uh, their preparedness uh, tests where they, you know, they tested students in every school district to see if they would meet standards was abysmal. And I mean abysmal in a way that will make you shudder. Mr. Producer, do you have that ready? Can you just pull that up so it's large? Uh, it's, it's too blurry when I zoom it in. You can't read any of the numbers. Okay, well, I'll just read some of them for you. Um, and I want you to really pay attention to these numbers, all right? So, uh, you know, we've talked about Common Core math on this show before. Um, so check this out, Jake. I want you to tell me, tell me how this sounds to you. Just let me know if this sounds like uh, a school district that can afford to be focusing on all of these ridiculous other issues, all right? So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go down and read a few. Allen Park, this is for... 2020-2021 after they tested and these are based on SAT, SAT scores and standardized tests and a few other things. Allen Park schools, 77% of their students were not proficient in math. Crestwood, 63%. Dearborn High, 70%. Dearborn Heights, 89%. Detroit Public Schools, 83%. E-Course, 90%. Flat Rock, 76%. Garden City, 85%. Not proficient in math. 
if I read down the same schools, this now includes reading and writing, we have 78% not proficient overall, 68%, 70, no, 90%, 85%, 90%, 81%, 87%, 79%, 51%, 51%. Let me ask you Does this. That sound, uh, literally all of these are, all of these are like 70, 90% of mean, their students you know, are not proficient in reading, writing, and math. What's, what's the point even in having them go to school, go, go out and get a, go get a, trade craft job go just you know go go if that's the byproduct of you know four years in high school four three years in middle school you know just go do you know what it costs if you take the rounded average of uh classrooms across the country do you know what it costs to operate a classroom annually the the average across the country is No, I don't. Three hundred and seventy thousand dollars per classroom. That is the taxpayer cost because it's all raised through taxpayer money. Uh, Three hundred and seventy thousand dollars a classroom. That's the those numbers you just read are the productivity and the output of that investment, which clearly uh, is failing massively. Before we get further into it, I need to remind everyone that this episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, IP Vanish. Tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet? Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. Or you're concerned about the privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode won't solve the problem either. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you to stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is now offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like getting nine months for free. Super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. It's ipvanish.com daily and use promotional co- code daily and claim your 70% savings. Where'd he go? Uh, where's Where's Apollo? Oh, he's coming back. Just one sec. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all of this, you know, rounding out the the fact that we need to hunt down people um, making uh, comments about uh, gender and uh, sexual identity on the internet, uh, monitoring chat rooms. Maybe uh, the guys that were monitoring the Buffalo shooter for eighteen months in a chat room. Who, when he was, you know, the FBI agents that were doing so, and when he was clearly talking about all his plans and sick, twisted perspectives on everything, maybe they could have done something. But let's let's uh, let's go after the guys making some jokes about gender identity. All of this again to distract from realities at hand, the ugly truths that they don't want you to see because they are not the party of truth. They're the Orwellian party of uh, dystopic chaos disorder suffering 
one world government. Put up A4, Mr. Producer, please. I don't know. Anyone woke up this morning, they might have seen that the Dow Jones fell under 30,000 points, which is something that has wiped out, more than wiped out, all of the so-called Biden boom gains. Uh, The Biden boom gains that were solely the result of zero interest rate, easy money policy, and uh, an influx of capital injected uh, in the greatest uh, devaluation of the currency system and possibly in history, as we printed the greater percentage of dollars ever printed over the course of the past two and a half years. Uh, But this uh, headline, it's not good. And from my take, it's just getting started. Stocks tumble after Fed takes historic action on inflation. Mortgage rates hit 5.78%, the biggest weekly jump since 1987. Now, I wasn't born in 1987. I wasn't alive until 1992. But I do recall that something very bad happened in 1987. Oh, that's right. Massive, massive market crash. And we're not even into the fall yet. Not even into September, October when they generally happen. Take that down, Mr. Producer. Just to give you an idea, A5. The actual percentage of year-to-date. Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 18.14%. Biden boom evaporated, just like every other lie. Can't hold up. Can't hold up in the face of reality. And now, now, I mean, I'm going to try to keep it as positive as possible, but there's a lot further for that thing to run down. Companies, I've said this from day one, that the point was to break the American, you know, you're, you're looking to take over an economy. You're looking to nationalize it. So you want the means of production. You know, one world government, countries that have five companies that are essentially extensions of the government, Walmart, think of Walmart, think of Target, think of how they handled things during the pandemic. Mom and pop shops had to close down and many of them never reopen. But the big guys, the publicly traded guys, the guys that their stocks and shares are all held by foreign equity pools, that's how you seize the means of production. You seize, you watch them seize the White House and how they... They're very close to seizing the means of production. Walmart just bought the Broncos, too, and, and also at the same time took down Mike Lindell, so I'm kind of sad about that. Yeah, it's, 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 we're heading to Idiocracy, if you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy. Paul, are you on? Yep. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hear you now. We lost you there for a bit. Yeah, so the, the, I mean, the whole strategy behind this is crash it all. Get rid of all the major corporations. A6, uh, A6 you haven't put up it. A6, Revlon, you know, legacy. Oh, there we go. Revlon, beauty icon in crowded market files for bankruptcy. They have 6,000 employees on their books. There we go. Jump jump, jump on the dole. That's that's going to be the future of this summer. Our, our legacy companies that, you know, we all grew up around, stores we all went into folding. But that's the point. It's the point. Yeah, you know, I want to point out, too, because all this is, again, it's being done by design. Uh, if, you're, if you're paying attention, you've been following this, it's very clear that they're doing this by design. And so as we, we spoke about last night, as we've talked about, you know, quite a large number of times, I, uh, I want to read something real quickly, if I can, Jake, from... Uh, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate by Matthew sure. Um 
this is in chapter three, I believe. As America's founders were known to say, disobedience to tyrants is obedience to God. The duty to resist unjust law is the product of Christian thought. Our loyalty is to Christ first, not man, not the state. So when the civil government makes unjust or immoral laws or policies, we obey Christ, not the state. Christianity acts as a check to tyranny. The whole of society should be thankful for the preservation of liberty that Christianity engenders. We obey the state and are productive in commerce. We disobey the state only when they make unjust or immoral law. We have a salvific effect upon society as a whole. When Christians practiced civil disobedience by blockading the doors of America's abortion clinics in the early 1990s, an attempt to protect the preborn from a brutal death that were accused of anarchy, they were accused of anarchy and chaos and admonished to respect the rule of law. The truth is the U.S. Supreme Court instigated anarchy and chaos. When they declared preborn babies open game to those who would kill for profit in the 73 Roe v. Wade decision, those blocking the doors were actually trying to restore order. When the lesser magistrates are accused of insubordination or anarchy because they interpose against bad law, the counterfeit man-made rule of law will be heralded by the statists. Is that not what we're seeing here today? As they still have Americans locked up, those like Jake Lang and, you know, and many others, now for a year and a half being abused, being tortured, denied their basic rights as human beings. As they continue this this sham, uh, you know, psychological operation to make the American people afraid to gather, afraid to organize, as they continue to fight tooth and nail to open obviously needed and open inquiries to give us any bit of accountability and oversight into our election systems, which have borne the fruit of exactly the things that we are seeing today, as those who stand up against forced vaccinations, those who stand up against or speak out against of giving babies remdesivir, of destroying our society in, from every angle, of shutting down our churches, and now giving us this brief respite where we have, you know, the ability to walk onto a plane without a mask while they're still trying to push all these agendas. As they're sending all of our money overseas uh, to Ukraine to, you know, maintain some little hold on their money laundering empire and cover up the truth, as we still have Joe and Hunter Biden and then their little cronies who have been found on record to be selling out the American people and working against uh, the interests of the American people with foreign governments, obviously treasonous behavior, and now we are the ones who are being persecuted for our speech. This, this is why this book is so important. So again, I'll urge all of you listening to go read this book. This is, uh, you know, it's very clear that they, there are dark times ahead if we do not stop this. But we need to all become the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. We need to be the lesser magistrates right now. And we need to be unafraid of the consequences uh, for doing so. This is the last stand for humanity. So we need to all reckon with ourselves and look ourselves in the eye and make a choice. Are we going to follow God's law or are we going to follow the law of the state that has clearly, uh, that has cl clearly chosen a side against the will of God and the rights of the American people? And while I have a second, I know we don't talk about sports a lot on this channel, 
Um, but Jack Del Rio, he's the coach of the now Washington Commanders, uh, used to be the Washington Redskins, and they changed the name because of the stuff that's going on. But he had to apologize because in a public interview, he asked the question, why are we treating January 6th differently than we did the Black Lives Matter riots? With all the buildings burning, he called it a dust-up, which is where he got caught up in, and people hyper-focused on his uh, vernacular. But it, 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 it's even going into the places where we try to escape from all this in sports and entertainment, obviously entertainment, but it's so prevalent in sports to the point where it's hard for sports fans who are conservative or who have certain moral or ethical beliefs to even watch the sports anymore. It's just polluting all of our society. Oh, well, well that's the point. You, you, can't, you can't escape it. They, they give you those places of escape for a time, but at the... At the end game point in this in this battle that we're at, there's going to be no escape very soon. And in order for this plan to truly work, in order for them to institute this Orwellian, uh, you know, thought police state, there there can be no real space outside of the privacy of your own mind and home, which is very quickly, uh, you know, being being attacked as we speak. There will be no place that you can go without having to submit and having to uh, be presented with this kind of uh, this kind of brainwashing. You know, well, having to listen and constantly ingest the narrative over and over and over again, and submit your own thought, your own free will to this agenda, which seeks to replace the state in every instance where uh, God or personal autonomy would actually rule. The fun fact that might not be known is the. The Spartan or the gladiator matches were actually at the tail end of the Roman Empire. It was, and that's why sports are so important. And that's why the example uh, producer Zach gave is that you have to go for the mass cultural influencers, which are sports. That's why you watch the Super Bowl halftime shows turn into a glee club performance and, and, what we're witnessing, and especially the focus with things on sports and of that nature, is when the people were in the, the stands cheering, you know, for the gladiator matches, it was because society had achieved everything, most powerful empire in the world, and they got lazy. And they sat around and they indulged in gluttony, excess, idolization of sports type structures. And that's, it's really, I mean, how they get through to most of the the person that doesn't really care about politics. That's why it's been for about 10 years now, it's been this slow walk on uh, professional sports to turn them, you know, kneeling and the, the armbands and the the diversity and Megan Rapinoe and all these different individuals, Colin Kaepernick, they did a very good job at leading that same model of, of using sports uh, to accelerate a collapsing empire. And it, it also, it even goes into video games. I'm also a big video game guy. They promote all of these agendas through stuff like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex Legends, these really popular video games where young children are exposed to ideological messages and they don't even really understand what it is because they don't care. They're playing video games, but they're being constantly exposed to it through all the outlets they were supposed to have to be separated from these ideas. And it's just taking over and it's kind of frustrating. They don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I think other people might. 
No, no, I do. No, I do. They've been attacking. It's in the cartoons. It's in the the movies. The you know all the sci-fi. Uh, I mean, you look at like the movie Dune. If you actually look very closely at what that movie was talking about, it's very clearly representing some elite groups, and you know the plot really revolves around a massive power struggle that seeks to control all resources and uh, sees power based on some, you know, rather occult religious principles. Um, and uh, it's really the, if you look at the protagonists and how they, they actually culminate into their defining roles in the movie, it's based on these, you know, occult philosophies of breeding uh, individuals who will, you know, embody some kind of, uh, you know, higher power. And it, it, it's all philosophical society, uh, you know, messaging that was, you know, put into a movie several years ago. These are very elite people, uh, primarily based in the UK that goes back to the beginning of the 19th or the uh, 20th century. I mean, they put it right in your face. Yeah, and one of the biggest things I've noticed in entertainment, um, there was a really interesting interview with uh, Jamie Foxx and Joe Rogan. He talked about whether or not you could make Tropic Thunder today, where uh, Robert Downey Jr. wore blackface to resemble a Australian character who was a super concentric method actor, and he played a black person and he had blackface on. And part of the whole movie was trying to point out the fact that you're highlighting the idiocracy of racism and bigotry and it was funny and you could you, you could talk about it show it and expose it and now if you were to try to make that movie today it would be very hard to do because of all of the backlash you'd get so it, just, it goes through all forms of entertainment social interaction and the stuff that is supposed to take us away from the everyday life of politics and you know all that stuff that we have to negotiate that we thought was true 10 years ago and is now not okay to say today well, and they have to attack the humor to a certain point. I mean, some of the great comedians that we've known over the last few decades, uh, I doubt they ever would have been able to be as successful as they were because, you know, you have truly intelligent humor and it points fat, it points out and, and highlights some of the, you know, some of the ridiculous aspects of our society. Uh, and, you know, that's I think why we're seeing like SNL and so many of the quote unquote comics nowadays, uh, humor has been turned into a psychological, uh, you know, into this driving force to radicalize people or to, uh, to affect their political ideas just as much as anything else. You know, tr true humor is the enemy of, uh, of a true statist society. So, I mean, I, I think that's just this, it's the same uh, fact that you're seen in movies. Well, before we go on any further about uh, the impending intentional collapse, uh, I'd like to remind everyone that our other sponsor today is a bank that you can trust in keeping your money when that does take place. Today's episode is brought to you by Axos Bank. So we're seeing a lot of banks out there pandering to current trends at the cost of the customer, but there's one that's not afraid to make bold decisions that put customers first, even if it's going to make headlines. It's Axos Bank. Do a quick search and you'll see what I mean. 
This is a bank that's all about integrity, fairness, and the freedom to do business without compromising their values. Taking a look at their take a look at their rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can get a hundred and fifty dollar bonus if you open it by July thirty first. Go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axos a x o s bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, you will only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Axos Bank is FDIC insured, and they're for us, all of us. AxosBank.com slash daily. So on the subject of collapse, we've covered this over months that the cryptocurrency market was a foreign Trojan horse to siphon money out of uh, the global economy, mainly specifically uh, from the United States, pull out, sell hope, sell a 24-7 casino to the people, pull out the money in U.S. dollars and uh, pay a bunch of Hollywood influencers to buy a bunch of, you know, or push a bunch of different things that were utterly worthless and, and many people are now coming to realize and pull out U.S. dollars and turn it around, take that money, especially, you know, with all the money that was printed, our own government printed it all, they put it into the system, they threw it around to the people, the people ran and threw it into these scam ventures. Uh, marketing campaign applied, goes through the roof, now it's tanking, they pulled their money out, they turn around, buy U.S. assets, buy U.S. Treasury bonds, genius, genius level stuff, and everyone really kind of just had their head in the clouds on all of this. So A7, uh, Celsius collapse, huge crypto. Uh, uh, believe it or not, this is actually a thing. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a crypto lending firm. They lent, uh, imagine, the, imagine lending something that does not exist. First mover Asia, uh, Celsius risks, triggered crypto crash, uh, says group CFO, Bitcoin wobbles, but doesn't break. Well, it did break that article. That article was from yesterday take that down but powell the the reckless the reckless uh, head of the the fed who just got reappointed because he was doing such a terrible job they reappointed him says well look we're not we're not trying to create a market crash here we we've you know we're we're trying to fight inflation yet goes to show they've only raised a point and a half and they intend to go much higher and everything is teetering. And so what, what consequences do you get from that? I've always said that between a rock and a hard place, between fighting inflation or destroying the entire economy, which one do you think they're going to go for? Is that a rhetorical question? No, I was kind of, I mean, yes, in some sense, but... From the I mean, of they're, they're going to... <laughs> yeah, they're going to let it go as far as they can. Their point is not to stabilize the economy. Their point is to consolidate wealth in the hands of the powerful, which is exactly what they've done over this last two years with COVID. It's exactly what they're doing through uh, the school districts. It's exactly what they're doing with all of these uh, with all these mandates, and it's exactly what they did when they shut down and killed the small businesses. While uh, big box stores like Walmart, like Amazon, and all these other t other giants, they had record years. This is about the consolidation and the redistribution of wealth. Yeah, it's it's. I was trying to draw this comparison uh, that the like the Bolshevik Revolution, right? You know, and the guys that do the the, the groundwork, similar to Antifa, do the groundwork for the new agenda. They ultimately, in in historical context, ended up losing out at the hands of the 
the people they thought they were working for. And so I make that same comparison. Uh, Antifa will have that coming on on their part when they they you know they're cast aside by the people that use them as you know brown shirts and and black shirts. Uh, but the tech companies, the tech companies are very similar to that in that you're seeing it now in their stock value. Uh, Dorsey's out. Dorsey's starting to turn. Musk is, I mean, Musk has kind of always been his own unicorn. So he, you know, he's taking a stance against the establishment. But the tech guys are going to be the ones that they're tossing to the curb because the tech crowd, the tech economy for the past decade has helped set the stage for uh, human obsolescence, which is the <laughs> uh, phasing out of human need. Now, this is a uh, you know, a side note, there's someone I know from New York, went to work for this big uh, retailer now as a project manager, couldn't get a job for several months, almost more of half a year, you know, incredibly equipped resume, uh, should have been no, no problem to get a job, gets this job, she's overseeing a project, uh, a project to automi- uh, automate uh, the entire fulfillment service of a major a major retailer in the city, and the the prospectus says, th- you know, that we need this project done because we need to get rid of everyone. So it's like a bunch of Roombas, a bunch of Roomba robots zipping around a huge warehouse, packing boxes with the intent. Uh, so the next stage is getting rid of that. At, you know, the, the people in the economy. And so when when AI and and, and tech was facilitating this stage being set now, well, what we start seeing is A9, job, uh, jobless, you don't have to put it up, jobless claims rise, uh, tech layoffs are surging, thousands of companies or thousands of people just in the beginning stages from these tech companies are getting dropped. The cryptocurrency scam companies that you know got onto Wall Street publicly traded, they're laying people off left and right. Home buyer sentiment is collapsing, surging, surging house inventory. And it's all, it's all of that, you know, world economic form approach of we, you'll own nothing. You'll own nothing and be happy. And they've really stepped on the gas in the past four weeks in all of this. Yeah, I mean, what else, what else do they have to do? I mean, this is, let's just say it again, that we, we really need people to, to get off the sideline. We really need people. I'm going to just say it again. Please read the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. There is no one else who is going to save us, but ourselves. Uh, you know, in the Bible, it says, you know, God helps those who help themselves. And I won't speak to too much context because we don't have too much time left, but, uh, you know, Trump has said it, that we're the ones who are going to do the work that, he was just here to awaken us. Uh, I mean, Jake, think about all the things that have happened. Baby formula shortages. Now they're saying, yeah, it's not gonna. We're not gonna be able to produce any of it yet. You have the gas prices. You have farmers not being able to plant. I mean, we've seen that personally in Colorado. There are large stretches of farmland where no one has planted any crops because they can't get fertilizer. Well, now what, Pennsylvania. What more are we waiting for? <laughs> Death by a thousand pinpricks. That's for the person that's not awake. It's death by a thousand pinpricks. You know, you don't go bald all at once. You lose a hair at a time. Uh, B2, Pennsylvania is doing the same thing. Farmers are urgently warning uh, food shortage coming. Record diesel prices are crushing PA farmers. They said they can't even get the crops out of the ground. 
East Coast, I'm not sure if you're seeing any of the videos. You take that down. Uh, if you're seeing any of the videos, but uh, all up and down the Eastern Seaboard, their TikTok, Instagram reels uh, going into that all of these massive truck stops that supply everything up I-95. That corridor is one of the most uh, important routes to get goods from Maine to Florida and then from the Midwest out to the east. And the, all the truck stops, I mean, you have trucks stranded on the side of the road at the, at the, you know, the, the off-ramp to pilot stations waiting for the sign to say that they have fuel again. And so, I mean, what would, you know, we're talking about trucks that are carrying vegetables, trucks that are carrying uh, perishables. And it's really going to start stacking up. Maybe, maybe they'll be able to run a headline about saving us 16 cents. I really, I really don't think we're going to save 16 cents on our 4th of July parties uh, this year. And in fact, I think that the, the, the numbers that will come out on the increase in cost are going to be absolutely absurd. B3, rail, railways. I mean, they're attacking from every angle. This is, this is an incredibly played out war, uh, war on behalf of the, the involvement of our, of our own government. Ticking time bomb begins as major U.S. railroads, union labor, seek Biden intervention amid rail shutdown concerns. I want to read this one. This one is this one's just as vital as the trucking route. So it's every angle. It's the fuel angle. It's the trains. It's the 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 trucks it's the uh, it's the farmers it's the the fact that people aren't up revolting based on this information negotiations between major railroads of which the majority of them are uh, major shareholders are blackrock surprise surprise negotiations between major railroads and their unions have stalled setting up what could be a significant railroad shutdown before the midterm elections again coincidence that could paralyze an already strained u.s supply chain rail railway age reports the national mediation board on june 14th began what could be a ticking time bomb toward a national rail shutdown within 90 days that's also during harvest season uh, following its board of three Two Democrat members, Democratic members agreeing with rail labor and NMB's only Republican disagreeing. That means a voluntary agreement to amend unionized rail worker wages, benefits, and work rules won't be achievable. Oh, the unions are fantastic. Teachers, unions, labor unions, you can take that down. So we went over food, fuel, trucking, trains, fertilizer, inflation. I mean, it's there's nothing left that they haven't touched from a direct attack standpoint. So I, I can you can you name one can you name one other a baby baby formula, uh, healthcare, uh, med medical? Is there is there one thing that I left out that if you weren't directly striking a country from the inside, was was there a stone left unturned? I think I guess. I guess you could say, uh, you know, the telecommunications, but as we learned with some really fascinating interviews with Michael Corey in the last week, uh, it seems that they've done a pretty good, a good, good job at having a kill switch in that as well. So, no, I mean, it's very clear that we're at war. This is so clearly planned and, uh, well, this is this yeah, is time. I'm going to say this without advocating for violence, but it's time for the American people to go to war. 
and I'm, I'm not saying, you know, take up arms against your government right now. That's not what I'm saying at all, but uh, we are at war, so you, you need to you need to really accept the gravity of where we're at and take a choice or make a choice, choose a side. I know, I know we're, we're getting close on times. So I'm going to fire through these really quick, but, uh, B B seven, B seven, uh, businesses urged to prepare for a rise in social unrest. This is actually, this is coming from insurance companies. Insurance companies are, uh, it's affecting business premiums significantly. So on top of everything else that is battering businesses, uh, their insurance costs are going up and you know we start seeing calls for extreme violence jane's revenge b9 please i mean the fact the fact that the fbi will investigate 70 year old women that you know were waving a a flag and wearing a visor in the capitol but they won't deal with anything uh, regarding with jane's revenge from what we've seen so far they've destroyed it's over 30 plus centers at this point firebomb I mean, real, real terrorism, real, I mean, politically motivated terrorism. Headline, um, post-millennial, pro-abortion militants, Jane's revenge says 30 days of mercy have expired, promised more attacks on pro-life centers. Quote, we have demonstrated in the past month how easy and fun it is to attack. We are versatile, we are mercurial, and we answer to no one but ourselves. And then they stated their threats. You guys, anyone listening should go online and read some of the things these people are posting. I mean, it's, it's really a domestic terrorism call to action to w- wipe out uh, public, public places, businesses, people's houses. Um, yet, you know, FBI is actually more in- interested in investigating the January 6th f- families and not doing anything with leads that they had on mass shooters for 18 months ahead of time. And probably goes to plays into the fact that B12 now they're coming for the ammunition. You know they couldn't they couldn't get through the the gun control completely as they wished. So they actually B, B12 the uh, Biden admin. This is breaking tweet from the NRA uh, taking steps to cut off over 30 percent, and I think it's more than that. Um, articles are just starting to come out on this, but 30 percent of civilian 223 and 556 ammo production. And this is after the past six months, the army was pulling from this company to fulfill huge contracts. So they're, they're going to use the claim of supply chain issues, right? Uh, but they're making sure the military only has access to all of those rounds. I wonder, I wonder what they might be thinking of using them on. Anyway. We're out of time for today. That was today's morning episode. Uh, if you like what you saw, you can uh, go to our website, conservative-daily.com. Go to Rumble. Follow us on Rumble, Clout Hub, DLive, Frank Speech. We're live Frank Speech, 10 a.m., 4 p.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Uh, if you have, do you have the, the, the handles for other people or? If you like the show, you can go to the website, become a member, starting as low as $10 a month. gives you access to discounts on fax blasting, which goes out to Congress. Send, customize your message, send it to the president, uh, all of Congress, all of the Senate, you know, all of the House of Representatives, your choice. You, the, the cool part about it is you can actually customize it, and they have to read it and hold it and, and put it on their books. And a lot of stuff go out recently. Anyway... 
We will see you again. Uh, we will see you tonight at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Hey, Apollo, can you hear me? Uh, Apollo's muted. Anyway, see you tonight, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. My name is Jake Frejo. I'm your host. That was a terrible closing.